0: Heather, performance. I love your idea that you presented last week that you are not a marathoner and a commercial real estate broker. You are a marathon commercial real estate broker, all in one. And I think that's exactly true. I wanna ask you, you've hit social media hard with your videos and I think they're fun, they're brilliant. They do the Rotoma thing of keeping you top of mind with perfection. If you look back to before you hit that play button or that record button on your phone for your very first video, and now, between then and now, what changes have you seen in your life, your career, your relationships in the commercial real estate sector? What's the change been?
1: Well, it's definitely been a big one. There's been several changes. So when you take a step back, the The first five years, I was really cutting my teeth, getting to know the basics. I did a ton of networking. It's always been the retail restaurant deals, the new mixed-use developments. So that was five years with a different firm. And then interestingly enough, tying into performance, is that I ran a marathon, the New York Marathon, and it had been about 17 years since my first one. And after that, it just really started making me think about life, what I want, where I was at, and I decided to go out on my own. And with that, it really took a vision. I was scared, beep, 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 right? But also very excited because going off on your own, we call it a success tax. Something that's different in commercial real estate is that when you change firms, unlike if you have a a regular job, you get your Paycheck, and you leave, you know, a couple weeks, a month with notice, whatever it might be, maybe a couple of months. In commercial real estate, you don't always get paid for your deals. So it's a little bit dicier, as you can imagine, in that realm. So, anyways, I ended up leaving, starting my own firm. And with that, I had to tie in so that people knew who abstract commercial real estate was. And so I thought, A lot of people know Heather Ewing because I've been doing a ton of networking. I've lived in the area for a long time. And so I plastered my picture on everything so that people could draw the line. And then I later got into video through a broker friend of mine in Florida that I had met through a mastermind. And with that, she was doing videos. And at first I was just like, oh, you know, I really didn't want to. And I'm a big proponent of, You just have to get up and do it. You're gonna fumble through. It's not always gonna look pretty, but it's the human experience. And people that are victorious and successful in life, step up, they move through the awkwardness and are scared to not listen, they do it anyways. And that's a big differentiator in life. And so that's how it all started. So it's definitely blown up in a great way. I have many more connections. It's nice because I'm able to share all the knowledge and market experience that I have in such a niche. Additionally, all my knowledge of of Madison, I've lived in the area for well over 40 years. And so it's really being able to share that with people that are interested and also putting my unique twist of the running in with it. And people have journeyed with me on my Paris Marathon earlier this year, London before that, Berlin, and I'm on the Abbott trajectory. So it's a nice way for people to get to know who I am and also how I can assist them. And if something's outside of my wheelhouse, I refer them on. So it's it's pretty neat. And for a long time, I really asked myself, how can I bring more of myself to commercial real estate? And so this is a culmination of all that.
0: How can I bring more of myself into fill in the blank? If you're listening to this podcast, that's the question you should be asking yourself. How can I bring more of myself into whatever I happen to be doing? I love mm-hmm. that. And and this goes all the way down to if you go to Heather Ewing on LinkedIn, Heather Ewing C C I M. You will see that that little profile that LinkedIn allows you to do. It says founder and CEO, Wisconsin retail and restaurant expert, mixed-use development, investment sales, national speaker, marathons, 2021 Berlin, 2022 London, 2023 Paris, and 2023 Chicago in training. That, to me, is incredibly interesting because it goes back to that idea, one of your key words, performance. By posting that there, you you don't talk about your favorite country band or, you know, your favorite style of music or your favorite foods. You focus on two things, commercial real estate and marathons. That is very cool because one of the things salespeople want to do is when they're trying to create a relationship is find that one thing that their prospect might be interested in that they could talk to them about. How many people in sales are trained to, if you get that face-to-face meeting, first thing you do is scan the back wall. What do they have on the wall? Do you see the globe and anchor of the Marine Corps? Great, we can talk about that. Or, oh, there's a picture of them on a river with a beautiful brown trout in their hand. Great, they're a fisherman, I can talk to them about that. Whatever. You aren't doing that. You're coming in saying, this is what we could talk about regarding me, which is a great entree to countless conversations, even for the non-runner who might be curious about what was it like to run in Paris? I mean, did you start at the Eiffel Tower? Did you end at the Eiffel Tower? How many people were there? I have a hundred questions for you based on that one factoid alone. You ran a marathon in Paris? That is so cool. What was that like?
1: 50,000 people.
0: How many? So that's the
1: interesting, 50,000.
0: Five, zero, thousand people.
1: Five, zero.
0: Wow. Yes.
1: So for me, I had just missed qualifying for the Boston Marathon when I ran London. And that just burned up my back end, as you can imagine. And so when I scheduled Paris, my goal was to Boston qualify because Boston, I think, is the number one marathon or either the top one or the top two within the the world, is my understanding, for notoriety. And so you really have to time qualify that if you're a runner, right? It's just one of those stakes. So you really have to hone in on a lot of different things personally for performance and otherwise. And with that, my watch died after the first mile, or I should say, stopped. And I was just like, no and then when you're overseas it's kilometers it's not miles so i have a rough gauge of things but definitely i'm not well tuned in on the details of that and then my earbuds died around 15 so i told myself that just like in all these other things that it's mind over matter and i was going to give every little ounce i had to make it across that finish line in the appropriate amount of time and what's interesting is that it's, you know, short of four hours, but it's like a sprint for that long. So it reminds me of deals too, of knowing when you have to push hard and when you kind of relax a little bit and it's, it's all for the end goal to deliver. And I remember pouring some water into my bottle and it's like second count. And luckily I beat my time by like a, a minute and some, I believe. And so I finished for the threshold for Boston, which was very exciting, but it, it's really a unique arena. And What I found too early on in my career, actually in operations in my twenties, that people respect sports and I've always loved sports. I didn't get into it until later. And I actually wasn't a cross country or track runner ever. So the interesting thing with that was that my love of the outdoors, of running, of pushing, that was also very well respected in a lot of different arenas and it becomes a talking point. And so for me, a lot of people might've ran in the past or they know someone and different things like that. So to your point, it all weaves through and it's, it's really kind of neat. So I feel very fortunate. And when I was in Vegas at a retail conference, People ask me about the next marathon, the prior one, locally. You know, people even are tracking my times, certain ones. I'm like, whoo! you know, that's that's a lot of pressure.
0: (laughs) Okay, listeners, do you hear what she's doing? She's Mm -hmm. taking that flag she has that is marathon running and tying it into every story she tells about actually doing commercial real estate. And the metaphors you're using you didn't use the word, I'm in it for the long haul, but that's what you were implying, you know, the, that when things got hard, I got running, you know, and I, I, I worked yeah. harder and I didn't need an outside chronometer to tell me how fast I needed to go. I knew I needed to go because I had an ultimate goal, which was qualifying for the Boston Marathon. Right. You see, there's no separation between Heather, no. the runner, Heather, the person, Heather, the professional, okay and Heather, the commercial real estate broker. And this is exactly what she brings onto her TikTok and her LinkedIn videos and things like that. I'm sorry. I can't tell you how many times I've seen you sweating on your videos. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then dead bugs. Because later at times, I'm like, oh, my God, like just, you know, my neck has all these dead bugs because I love, you know, running through the wooded nature areas at different times. But Here's an interesting fact that I think you and the viewers will enjoy. Marathons are great because it allows you to see the big picture, your end goal, and you have to be able to break it down. And then you have to have the consistency and the discipline to carry it out. Right. And nothing is ever perfect. And sometimes plans shift and change, but you need to adapt, be resilient and you're committed. So it's not something you want to do. You've decided. And so, when that comes into the commercial real estate deals, especially on these longer ones that are 12 months or longer, or sometimes, you know, some even that are six months, nine months, we call it deal fatigue. And you can see where people aren't used to some of the ups and downs and all the unknowns and different variables that can come into play, and they start getting tired. So then it's really helping to connect with them, understanding the biggest concerns so that you can solve those problems. And then keep them renewed and complete the deal. Because at the end of the day, they still want this. And maybe it's a property or an investment or a 1031 or whatever it might be. And so that same thinking translates into the deal. So to your point, performance, it's one big painting and all of these different elements are simply layer, but they're all interrelated and they stack and connect.
0: Again, I want listeners to pay attention she is linking everything she's doing in her life professionally and personally back to a central idea which is that performance flagpole and not only performance but long duration performance if you were a sprinter that may not be the perfect fit for your professional life but because you are a marathoner you can tell this story in a way that gives people a reason to talk to you and And here's one of the things, again, I'm going back to pre-social media days when if you're a successful salesperson or a broker or whatever, you would pray for a good cold call where you could maybe see if they could meet you on a Wednesday for coffee or something like that. Now you've got a ton of ways of telling people, this is why we should get together. One, I'm a nice person. I have a pleasant demeanor. I do this cool thing that you may do as well. And then we could talk about that for the 75% of our meeting before we even get to the kind of brass tacks of, hey, do you have any stuff going on I could help you with? Those are the best sales meetings where you go in and you talk about the things you love to do, not the things you have to do. And you've given me a perfect excuse to walk across a conference hallway to say, hey, Heather, you don't know me, but I know you. And I tried that visor you talked about, the one that absorbs all the sweat. Thank you for that recommendation, because I hate to say I'm a bit of a sweater myself.
1: Just right there with you. You
0: you know that that these are the things that allow people to come toward you so you don't have to. It's like outbound marketing. You know, I'm sending this out there about myself so you know, so that you can come inbound toward me. I love it. And Again, I, what are your plans now that you have conquered video on LinkedIn and TikTok and things like that? Do you have I, any I don't any know more I ir-
1: conquered, but I appreciate that. Well, no, you, um, you
0: okay. I say you conquer it because I went in and, and one of the things I try to do when I interview people is go to like mm-hmm. TikTok and then scroll all the way down to their very first one. I'm not sure mm-hmm. I could find your very first one. Because you've done so many of them. I mean, and listeners, I'm talking at least 75, maybe a hundred. I don't even know. Yes, you have conquered and you continue to conquer that. do you have any plans for now that you are lifting, now that you are bench pressing 350 pounds are you what are you gonna do now to up your game, up your performance even more?
1: I am always open to different ideas. So for me, it's really expanding my team, but also I'm a creative spirit. So I get different ideas when I'm running, different dreams, you know, and just in general. So I'm sure there will be some things that pop up. You know, you keep hearing a lot about AI and chat, GBT, things of that nature, starting to play around with that, see what it might have to offer. I'm still very big on having the, you know, it's a creative endeavor for me. And so for me, I really enjoy it. And I think too, any way I can help people connect more with what brings them joy, help people with the investments, the leasing, the sales, things of that nature. I think it's really important. And also that there's the message for that comes in a variety of different ways. And I personally, I think I I really struggled finding what I enjoyed in life, especially in the early years. I started in the the safe, stable arena and ended up in operations for 11 years with great companies, but I just felt dead inside. And that sounds really heavy, but that's genuinely how I felt. And so it's interesting, and I don't know if you know this, but I ended up with a really bad car accident, and it really started me asking in my early 20s, who am I? What am I? What do I want to do? I know what I don't like, but it all felt impossible again, right? I wasn't able to back then create the big picture to begin breaking it down. And so that's something that's very near and dear to my heart. And I feel so fortunate, you know, after these nine, 10 years in the commercial sector to feel like I'm really in my groove, but it's something that I always enjoy talking to people about too, to help them put the next piece of the puzzle together personally, professionally. And for some that might be commercial real estate because it offers so much And I always say it's one of the best self-improvement arenas you could work in because who I was when I started years ago is very, very different than who I am today. And I I feel very grateful and I'm humbled by that and want to pay that forward as well.
0: Wow. I think that is so cool that you have done what I would say is the work to figure out one of the key things of nonfiction branding, who you are, what you do, and how you do it. The who you are performance-oriented creativity. And that big word entrepreneurial. One of the things I do when I talk to people about branding, whether it's personal branding or small business branding, is think of a continuum. On one end is a bureaucrat. I know what I'm doing on Wednesdays at two o'clock because on Wednesdays at two o'clock, I always do this. Then on the other end is a pure entrepreneur, which is, eh, I got a plan for the first 10 minutes of my Wednesday, but even then it's going out the window. So I'm going to do whatever comes, when it comes, because that's the way I roll. I don't want to be juggling the same ball on a Wednesday when what I can really do is deal with life as it's coming at me, the challenges and everything else. You have to figure out where on that continuum you exist. A lot of people exist somewhere in the middle, but the reality is that most people lean one way or the other, which is I want safe, I want exciting. And exciting can be really difficult and stressful and rewarding and wonderful if you have the right personality and frame of mind. Safe can be very warm and cuddly, or it can be life-threatening in its dullness, especially for those who are entrepreneurial. I just heard you say, I discovered I'm entrepreneurial.
1: And you know what's interesting, though, is I've never considered myself like a very risky person, which might sound kind of odd. The interesting thing is growing up, it was dot your I's, cross your T's, make sure you've got the two-week vacation, your 401k, right? And I think it's really important to plan. And again, people want to start something and know that they're going to be successful, that they're going to make money or they're going to break even or something. And that's the thing. You have to learn to rely on yourself, create a smart plan, collaborate, and strategize because otherwise you are not going to be successful. And what's interesting is, you know, this wasn't my first business. Years ago, I started with an art business, my oil paintings, and then it went into fitness, and then it went into coaching. And what's interesting is as I look back and reflected, you know, I was missing really important elements in each of those. What I should have done as hobbies, I thought I'm going to create an LLC and I'm going to get going, right? But the heart was in the right spot, but wow, did I need some good mentoring? (laughs) And the fascinating thing now is in the commercial real estate realm is that I come across business owners in all categories from minimal money where they can't get off the ground to multi-multi-millionaires. So it's interesting. You can see what's going to be successful. And what I always like to do is people that I don't feel are quite ready at the end of the day, it's their choice. But I like to set them up with a step or two that they can take. And as they do that, to come on back. And what's fascinating is the amount that have returned is very small because a lot of times people want a quick fix. They want the guarantee. They want all the amenities of a safe job with the pay of the insecure job. And it it doesn't work that way. And it was tough learning and there's a lot of ways I could have done it much differently. So I feel very fortunate, but you learn to really trust yourself and to know yourself and where your skills lie and where they don't. And that's why I always tell people stay in your lane for commercial real estate or whichever arena. If you wanna get from residential to commercial, find a great mentor so that you can deliver to a client because there's nothing to me that's more saddening than when people want to get into commercial and they don't know the arena and they end up hurting their quote client. And to me, it just, I don't agree with it in any way, shape or form. Put measures in place with the right people. If you want to start doing things like that or refer them out and just take the, the referrals. So I, I believe what comes around goes around.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. But one of the oh. things that I love about what you're doing is as I drive around Dane County, Wisconsin, mm-hmm. I'm going down Main Street and Wanakee, the only Wanakee in the world. And I see a right. number of I see a number of storefronts mm-hmm. that are available. Whose sign do I see in that? I see a right. big red right. sign that says abstract commercial real estate, Heather Ewing. Aw. Right. And I've seen Heather There's Ewing. There's only on-
1: one left in Wanakee, to too.
0: Really? Congratulations. The others
1: have been leased. Yeah, w- wonderful. You.
0: But my point is, mm-hmm. I see those signs. I see your videos. And I'm constantly getting these pings on my radar of Heather Ewing. And if someone said, right. hey, we're looking at doing a microbrewery and so-and-so, and first and name out of my mouth would be, oh, let me tell you about Heather Ewing. She's great. You'd love her. You should at least meet with her because she would definitely refer... If If she isn't right for you, she's the type of broker... Oh. Who would refer you to someone who was. And she's also a great barometer about all things commercial real estate in our neck of the woods. I know nothing. I know nothing about commercial real estate. But I know that you are a decent person who Mm -hmm. I've only had quality interactions with. And I believe that you would reward my referral with performance worthy of that referral, which makes me comfortable giving you that referral, you know?
1: Yeah, and I think it's one of those, you know, I, I hold those things in high regard because that's a big deal. Just like when I refer someone out, I want to make sure that they're taken good care of also. And I think it's one of those, sometimes there's capacity issues. And that's where I've had to tell people, too, of like at different segments of time of I would love to help. I just can't right now. And I always feel that it's better to be honest and to let them know that and refer them to someone else, you know, that that can help them with that than to say yes and not be able to devote the amount of time that's needed because it can I value my time. I value the clients that I'm already working with and also whomever I'm speaking with that it's important to them and time is money and I want to make sure that their needs are covered. So that's that's a number one.
0: Amen, sister, on that. Heather, as you can tell, has a a really great soul, really great heart, and a really great brain as well. And evidently some good lungs, too, if you're running marathons and legs. Let's not forget that. Well, I want to let people know how they can connect with you. So obviously you're on TikTok as Heather Ewing Madison. So check her out there. LinkedIn, another big channel for you. You can just look her up. She's Heather Ewing's. Spelled E-W-I-N-G. And she's the Heather Ewing that has a comma C-C-I-M after her name. And you'll know it when you see her because she'll be mentioning marathons in her profile. Definitely connect with her there. And if you have any commercial real estate needs in the greater Dane County area in the fine state of Wisconsin or even beyond that, you should touch base with Heather because here's the one thing I know about her. She's a relationship broker, not a transactional broker. Doesn't mean she doesn't like a nice, hefty transaction, but she's okay. not about that. She's about performing for you so that you can be satisfied with what Earths are. So check her out. Are there any other ways? Oh, 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 oh. You just started a podcast, right? Tell us about your podcast.
1: I did. Definitely. So again, another creative pursuit. And I like to educate and share through creative means. So I had been thinking about it earlier in the year and one of my 2023 objectives was to create the podcast. So I got that going and it's been really fun. So talking with local operators, talking with people from out of state, California, I've got North Carolina done, I've got Florida on the docket Texas. And also what's nice, some of our locals, you know, from municipal approvals to an Ironman. So I do occasionally throw in a sports person and it's just been very fulfilling and it's nice to connect and to, again, share value. And each person is unique and different so that they can serve us in different ways. And it's really connecting people and helping them learn about it. So it's been very fulfilling and something I haven't talked about really yet is that I am going to also start a blog. So that's coming out next month. There you go.
0: Continuous improvement, always working towards an even better personal best. See how all this stuff ties in, you know, it's the marathon (laughs) metaphors that actually are dovetail perfectly with the commercial real estate spiel and all that stuff. I think you're doing a fantastic job. I am so thrilled at the way you you. have embraced social media the right way, not the huckster way, not the snake oil way, but the share of exactly who you are, what you do, and how you do it. The three tenets that kind of really are the pillars of nonfiction branding. Thank you so much for being on the Nonfiction Brand Podcast, Heather. Again, you can hook up with her at LinkedIn, Heather Ewing, CCIM. Or on TikTok, Heather Ewing Madison. Definitely check her out if you are a marathoner, because you'll get a wealth of tips and inspiration from her. Again, I hope to see you in and around Dane County, you know, the Madison area. Now that I'm coming out of my cave post-COVID,
1: right? <laughs>
0: my God, I, I, seriously, I feel like the I feel like spring has finally come and things are really starting to slowly get back to normal and. You know, maybe I'll see you at One Million Cups. That's now it's... Oh, that'd be
1: wonderful. Uh, yeah, it's Definitely. a starting
0: block now in the American Family Building, just upstairs okay. instead of in Dream Bank these days. But okay. yeah, anyway, thank you so much for being on the Nonfiction Brand Podcast. Again, it's always brought to you by the Nonfiction Brand book, Nonfiction Brand, Discover, Crafting, Communicate, the completely true, completely you brand you already are. My book over at... The House of Bezos, Jeff Bezos, Amazon.com. Pick up your copy today. That's it for this week on the Nonfiction Brand Podcast. I'm DP Knuton, your host, and she is Heather Ewing, Abstract Commercial Real Estate. And I'll be talking at you all next week. Bye-bye.